Hey, confidants! You're listening to "You Can Tell Me Anything." This is a podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. And I'm your host, your girl, your high priestess, Teresa Lee. What's up? Um, this is a very special episode. I feel like I need to say that up top in case you guys don't know. It is my birthday week, and last year I kind of did this. Um, I didn't know if I was going to do this again, but last year I did this on my birthday because the episode came out on my birthday. I did a solo episode because I thought it'd be fun. And you know, I love to confess things, and that's why this whole podcast was invented. But I kind of like the tradition, so I decided to continue it again. But wanted to give you guys a warning: um, if you guys don't want to hear my voice for the next thirty to forty-five minutes, who knows? I haven't done it yet. I don't know how long it's going to be. They're usually a little bit shorter because it's one person. Then this is your fair warning, and you can, um, you know, turn on something else. Maybe like go watch Riverdale and have this on mute in the back, so I still get the download. Anyways, um. It is my birthday week, and because of that, I'm gonna make a couple quick announcements about some live shows you can see me at if you want to see me do stand up. This Friday, my actual birthday, October 25th, you can come watch me do stand up at two shows. The first one is El Cid. The show is called Staycation. The venue is called El Cid. It's in Los Angeles um, at 8 p.m. And the second one is at Mid City Art Center. The show is called Faded, and it's also at 8 p.m. That's right. Both shows are at 8 p.m. Will she make it? Yes, she will. I'll be at both of them. Um, I'm not going to tell you when I'm going up on the show. If you really want to know, you can message me, but um, you should stay for the whole show. And I will be at both, and I would stay for the whole thing if I didn't have to run to another spot. On Monday, October 28th, I'll be at Honeycomb. Um, That's the show that I host every week, Monday, uh, along with Jason Van Glass and Carmen Angelico, who's been on the pod. Um, The show is at Public House in Los Feliz. It's a fun bar. It's totally free. Free beer, free pizza. You know, your sports are back. We got basketball. We got football. So it's a rowdy time. It's a good time. Um, Come hang out. Free comedy. It's really great. Finally, if you guys want to leave me a five-star review, I say this all the time, and you do do it, but, you know, more of you that listen. I see the listener count growing, and the reviews are growing at a different pace so if you want to leave me a five-star review if you guys like the show um, I would love to hear what you think and the world would love to hear what you think Uh, but also you know it's my birthday so you know I don't know that could be your gift to me (laughs) am I totally abusing my birthday privileges maybe you can also send me a message because I do um I do get those directly I I read them um, on the Instagram it's at tell me anything pod or message me directly at Larissa T or email me tell me anything pod at gmail.com whatever your form of poison is. I love reading your messages. Um, I usually respond unless they're creepy, but for the most part, I respond. And if I don't, maybe I missed it. You can feel free to double message me. I love to hear from the confidants. It makes me very happy. You can tell her. You can tell the solo episode are you ready we're gonna go into it it's just gonna be me and my dog who's sleeping in a corner so um, I'm just gonna get right to it Um, I'm gonna get right into my confession so my confession today is I can't let go of clothes that belong to people I loved that's the best way I can phrase it I I think I should be more specific Um, I I keep clothes that have belonged to other people, um, most of whom I've loved. Does that make sense? 
Um, I will, of course, elaborate, as is the format. Um, Basically, I realized a while ago that clothes are very emotional for me, like clothing, like we're talking shirts, t-shirts, skirts, dresses, jackets, all of that stuff, okay? Outer clothing, uh, I haven't gotten so far as to keep, you know, underwear, but hey, anything could happen. We're starting a new decade, um, but no, this is, uh, we're talking strictly outer clothing. Um, oftentimes, honestly, even more outer, outer clothing, like we're talking jackets, that sort of thing. But I will, I will give you specifics, you animals. Um, you know how some people have emotional connections to food and smells, you know, like you're like, oh, um, you know, whatever. My mom used to cook that mac and cheese for me or, you know, that smells like my English teacher that I had a crush on. Um, I don't know why that was the example I used. Definitely not uh, for any specific reason. Um, but anyways, I am that way, but with clothes. So I don't really feel that way with food so much. Like I, I love a good nostalgic dish but it tends to just be very passing like present I'm like oh I, you know if I haven't had a, a cultural dish for a while because I don't live around a lot of Taiwanese people um have I was just in Taiwan it's nice to have it again but it doesn't make me cry uncontrollably but I do have a very strong emotional connection to clothing like my own clothing as well um I remember one time I wore boots in New York City, oh, the boots had holes in them. I, I wore them so much and I liked them so much that I wore them down to the point where they had holes in them. And I wore them through the entire New York City winter. And if you guys have ever lived through a New York City winter, you know there are a lot of black ice puddles to be stepped in. And you don't want a single hole in any shoe, let alone big gaping holes in the heel of your boot. So that's how emotionally attached I was to those boots. I couldn't give them up. Um, I finally did have to get rid of them because one time I was walking with a friend of mine and I'm just in the street in Union Square and a woman on the street chased me down, pointed out my boot to me and said, miss, your shoe is coming apart. And my friend could not stop laughing. Um, this was one of my best friends, still a best friend, love her very much, just saw her this weekend. But she um, is very much in a fashion. She went to FIT. She told me she never wears jeans and won't be photographed in them because they're too casual and she wants to always look nice. And you know what? Joke's probably on me because um, I used to think that was dumb, but she is now very successful and has always been very well put together. So you know what? You got to do you and know your brand. Um, but after that, I was like, I got to get rid of these shoes. Um, I think I may have still worn them for like a month. And then I was like, all right, fine. They're going in the trash. I used to want to be a fashion designer from a very young age. Like, it's not a thing that I continued as an adult, so I don't talk about it or think about it very much, but it was such a big part of my identity as a child. I went to sewing class after school um, every Thursday for years, and, and it made me really want to be a fashion designer. Um, actually, I think I wanted it first, and then I went to sewing class. Basically, I can remember as young as seven years old, because I was in second grade, I would spend hours in the bathroom just draping my towel around me after showering until like someone would knock on the door and be like what are you doing in there um I had these notebooks that I would just draw with jelly roll pens like different pictures of clothes I designed my Grammy and Oscar dress when I was 10 yeah you heard that right I as a 10 year old believed that I would win a Grammy and an Oscar and be the fashion designer to dress myself um so I drew that and, and I believed in it. Uh, and so that's just a little proof for you that visualization does not work because not, I'm not a fashion designer. I'm not a singer. And um, I guess I am acting, but, you know, I have not won any Oscars. 
Um, so that's just some background. But anyways, I, I really did want to be a fashion designer. So I, I guess that's maybe where the emotional connection started with clothes. Um, but it was definitely more subtle. I wasn't very aware. I wasn't in the forefront of my mind. Um, but it does kind of explain maybe why I have such a weird, strong connection to clothing. It's just fabrics stitched by underpaid children in factories. That's probably not, it's not true. There's ethical ways to wear clothes now, but probably a lot of clothes I was wearing in college, um, were not made by, um, ethical, ethical employees. Great guys. We're going real dark today. It seems. All right. (laughs) So where was I? Okay. So that's where I was in college. That that's, that was my sort of groundwork for my connection to clothes. Um, but now we're going to get into the clothes that belong to other people. I know I told you it's not just my own clothes that I have this connection to it's other people's clothes. Um, I'll give you guys an example in high school. I think I was a sophomore in high school. Um, but I kept a t-shirt that my crush gave me for months. Uh, and it, and here's the thing you might think at first, Oh, maybe that's cute. That's not that weird of a thing for teenagers to do. It wasn't even his shirt. It was his brothers who I didn't know and wasn't friends with at all. And it wasn't like, I didn't steal it. Like he knew I had it, but the thing that what happened was we all went swimming and, um, I didn't have a change of clothes. So he, uh, we were on a trip. And so, um, I don't really remember. I think maybe we all went back to his room and we were hanging out a group of us, not just me. I wasn't that bold as a, um, high school student. Look, if I knew the power being a teenage horny teenage girl had on the boys, my age, I would have wielded it better, but I did not know. So instead I was just a nervous girl with crushes and I would write poems in my Zanga for them, um, which is very embarrassing to admit. Maybe I'll delete that. No, in the sake of honesty, I'm going to keep it. Anyway, so we went back to his room and I think I was like wet because I was wearing a swimsuit or something and I didn't have a change of clothes. So he gave me a shirt that I honestly think was like, like, like a rag shirt. You know what I mean? Like those shirts you bring because it's like, I'll go to the gym in this. Um, cause he was like, you can keep it. It's fine. Or give it to me whenever. Like he didn't even give a shit. But he was my crush and I held on to that shirt. Oh boy, did I. I held on to that shirt for months. Like I'm cringing thinking about it because it's like it wasn't even his shirt. Like how many times did you truly wear it? I don't know. It would be like if I if you really came over to my house and like I let you borrow a hand towel or something to wipe your face and then you kept it like you could have it (laughs) like I don't. It's just insane. Um, there's no connection emotionally that I should have with that t-shirt, but I did. So that's the first like, like moment I can remember now as an adult that I, I sort of like hung on to something that belonged to someone. Um, specifically, obviously we're talking about relationships a lot. A lot of these stories are going to be relationships related because if you guys don't know, um, I'm sure you do from listening to this pod, but I have insecure attachment, which I'm working to fix, but definitely had not even gone to therapy or tried working on it at this age. So a lot of this goes back to, you know, fear of abandonment, um, insecure feelings like as a child and maybe just like growing up with sort of, um, in a volatile environment. So a lot of times, you know, I would hang on to things. I had a real hard time letting go of things, uh, especially when, I felt an emotional connection. And when it comes to, comes to relationships, there's a lot of me pining after people, seeking love, that sort of thing. You know, this is all old news. We've talked about it. Okay. So when I was 22, 
Um, I had my first boyfriend when I was 21, I believe. I was a senior in college. Um, it was, you know, a very college relationship. It was nice. I think of it fondly, but I was going through a lot of stuff. Like I wasn't out yet and I was questioning. So there was a lot of stuff that was going on there. So we had a fun like time partying together, but beyond that, it wasn't very serious. Anyways. So this was the next guy that I like more seriously considered, you know, like I thought we were dating is what I'm trying to say. Like this is the person I dated after him that I thought was going to be a thing. Um, I was 22 years old. Looking back, like we were for sure dating casually. I mean, this is totally redundant because I was 22. So everything is casual then. Like to me at 22, it was serious because, you know, I only had two speeds. We're either friends or we're going to be together forever and die in each other's arms, you know, preferably before 25. Cause oh God, can you imagine being old? That's how I felt when I was 22. So that's all just say that this is in no way this guy's fault. Um, but I was like head over heels for him. I thought we were in love and I thought we were going to for sure date. We were on the trajectory to be in a serious thing. When I say that, I mean like we were, you know, dating for like two months and I was like, Oh my God, he's going to ask me to be his girlfriend. Um, no, he didn't. Instead what he did is he ghosted me. And before he did that, I did get his hoodie. Um, I didn't steal it. He gave it to me. Well, he didn't really give it to me. He was like on Molly and forgot it at my house. But then when I told him he left it, he was like, you can keep it. I have a bunch. Clearly, this guy didn't care about this hoodie at all. No, again, if you guys don't see the pattern, these people (laughs) who own these clothes, I had no connection with them. It's not like they were like, here's my favorite shirt. Take care of it. It's not like they were like, here's my handkerchief. I'm going to war, you know, like really hang on to it. Watch it. They were just like, no, I don't give a shit if I lose this. And I was like, oh, my God, it's mine now. Um. And it was very plain hoodie. It was a black hoodie from American Apparel, like worn in. The drawstrings were missing. The zipper was broken. And he really did have a bunch. Like he wore a lot of black hoodies. And so I think he didn't really care. But it smelled like cigarettes and probably HPV. Honestly, he probably had HPV. Um, I can't be totally sure. Um, but because, uh, you know, everybody does. That's a joke. I, d- I didn't get HPV from him. I just wanted to make a joke there. Look it's weird doing a podcast by yourself. You feel like you have to say things that are true. This guy did not have HPV. He probably does now though. Anyways. So I, um, (laughs) I had his hoodie and I was like, okay, it's mine now. And then he ghosted, ghosted me. And, uh, did I throw the hoodie away? Like a normal same person should do when somebody who doesn't want to date you makes it clear they don't want to date you. No, I did not throw that hoodie away. Do you guys want to guess how long I kept the hoodie after he ghosted me? Well, you're going to have to guess. I don't really want to tell you, but let's just say (laughs) that when I moved to my next place, it came with me. Okay, so it was a long time. Actually, I don't know exactly, but it was a long time. It was, uh, I would say it was between like six months to a year. That's my guess. Yeah, that's a long time. And you know, for a few of those months, I did sleep with it in my bed. Yep, I did do that. Okay, so now you guys know the severity of this emotional attachment that I'm talking about, right? This isn't like hanging in my closet or in some box labeled like stuff, right? This is like, these are clothes that are in rotation. Um, Quite embarrassing. Considering I lived in New York City and it's like the fashion capital. Can you imagine I was prize valuing this like beat up hoodie Ugh, you know just to give you an idea my fashion dreams did not pan out they very much went the other way 
Um, but I will say, okay, so I've mentioned this on the pod before. That was around the time when I started going to therapy. So as you can see, I've definitely worked on some of this stuff. That was in 2012. Um, after that year, I, I lost a, a friend, um, and and I that's what triggered me to go to therapy, but I had never been. So in therapy, I a lot of stuff came out. And one of the things that came out early on was that I have a hard time letting go of material objects. We didn't get to clothes specifically, but at the time I was a bit of a hoarder. Um, it wasn't like TLC bad, but it was, um, let's just say I kept a receipt from a sushi restaurant that I went to with a guy I was in love with. And I was only in love with him because he told me he liked my art once, um, but we also never dated. So that's how bad that hoarding situation was. Um, but I, I had a hard time letting go of those things. And that was a thing that my therapist at the time worked with me on to the point where I think I did a pretty good job. I started throwing things away and I really whittled down my memory box to just, you know, very, very choice things that, you know, sign playbills. I think that's worth keeping, but really ticket stubs, things like that, that I can just have a memory of, I got rid of, um, which I'm proud of doing because even to this day, I think I have continued that habit up. So anyways, um, I, uh, so this was around that time I was giving up, uh, I was going through therapy. I was working through this shit. Um, so I think I would say since then I have worked on letting go of, of these clothes that belong to I can't, let's be specific. These are men that I've dated. Okay. Men that have, um, in my mind wronged me or not wronged me. Um, what's that word that they use in mids, a uh, midsummer's night dream? Um, spurned me. You spurned me. You hard hearted adamant. <laughs> Whether it's no blow. No, this is the wrong. Those are two. I just did a mashup guys. It's I'm tired. That's a Hamlet midsummer night's dream mashup. Um, anyways, so did uh where was I okay so yes specifically let's be real I was keeping clothes from men that have spurred me I did work on it I worked on letting go I worked on I got rid of that jacket eventually you know I, I at some point it just felt ridiculous like at some point it was just there because it felt like like I didn't even care about that guy anymore you know it was like at that point I had dated other people and I just had it in my closet because I was like well it's a hoodie and I was like I don't need I don't need it. Just get rid of it, Teresa. Like, why is it there? Anything that reminds you of anything, like you truly, you should get rid of. If you have clothes that your exes gave you or wore, like you should get rid of it. Um, unless it's like Dior, you know. Um, in which case, you should probably keep it. Um, or at the very least, sell it. Uh, no. So yeah, this was like an American Apparel hoodie, and truly did not have, did not need it, did not add anything to my looks. So I finally got rid of it. Where, where am I now? I, it is true. In the beginning of this um, episode, I did say I have a problem letting go of clothing, right? So clearly I have grown and I'm aware of some of these habits and I don't do it all anymore, but I do very much still have a problem. And here is my big problem. Um, this is part, it might be a, a little bit emotional for me, so um, forgive me. But um, the real problem is I, I currently still own and wear clothes that belong to my little brother. Which is, saying it out loud, I'm like, I'm immediately embarrassed by it already. I mean, like, I know most people can understand it, but it's still, even like, even saying it, I'm like, 
Teresa, you're an adult. You have healthier ways to cope and move on. But no, it's hard. I, I can't. Um, I One specifically is a, a very plain black shirt from Uniqlo that I wear quite often. You may have even seen me in photos. And I don't even, it's not like I'm, I don't even necessarily think about him where I wear it anymore. Like it's just a black shirt that I'm like, oh, I need a black shirt. Let me wear it. You know what I mean? Um, but if I were to get rid of it or if I were to like hold it up and think should I get rid of this I would immediately be like definitely not because that at that moment I would definitely associate it with him um and another one um that's a little bit more relevant is uh, is or more significant is a blue flannel and the reason this flannel is significant is because I gave it to him for his 17th birthday um which was in November, um, which was just a few months before he killed himself. And, uh, so whew, this is hard. Um, okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, so that, that one is a little more significant and, um, I'm sure we can all, we don't have to go to a therapist or do a lot of mental gymnastics to understand why I have a hard time letting that go. Um, but all that being said, I, I don't necessarily think it's super healthy that I have it what I do. And that's my confession. Um, I think maybe in the beginning I held on to it because I thought, um, you know, it reminded me of him and it made me feel close to him. And, um, you know, maybe like his essence was still on it, you know, all pretty, um, a bit irrational, but normal things to think. Um, but at this point it's been almost five years since he died he had it for less than three months. I have worn that shirt more than he has. There's for sure no more essence of him on that shirt. Uh, I don't know what, uh, there's probably a lot of my essence on it a lot and I wash it regularly. So my essence is also washed off. Like, I don't know, like, it's like, you know, like how sometimes celebrities auction off their old tissues or I don't know. That's a thing that I feel like I imagine they probably do, but I've never personally seen it that's how it feels. You know, it's like, there's nothing like it's what, what am I getting out of this? Nothing. It's, there's no emotion. There's plenty of other emotional memories I have that I can, I don't need this tangible thing to connect me. But that means that if anyone does want old tissues of mine, um, I have a lot of allergies. So get at me. Um, cause you know, just get, send me a price. We'll, we'll talk. Um, no, please don't do that. That will, would really creep me out. Um, but I don't have this with anything else. That's why I think it's specifically clothing. Like I don't have, like he had other things. Like he, you know, he, 17 years old. He's like got a lot of possessions. Clothes are not his life. He had shoes, hats, glasses. He wore glasses. Wouldn't that make more sense? Keeping his glasses, like see the world through his eyes. I'm just imagining like if someone did this to me, like if I died right now and someone did this to me with my clothes, how mortified I would be if they were hanging on to like a crop top I have from forever 21 when I died. Like if I knew someone is going, someone was going to like hang on to clothes that I own now currently when I'm dead, I would make better fashion choices. Honestly, I would. Um, but so I I feel like I, like talking through this with you guys right now, I, I know how, um, irrational it is to have this strong of an attachment to a flannel shirt you know what I mean like it's so material it's such an object it's just another part of someone's like and not even his full like what like for the three months that he had it he wore he wore it enough where it was in photos but like 
you know, there's like, I'm not hanging on his baby clothes. (laughs) So I don't know what it is, but there's definitely something there that I'm maybe talking through it right now. I'm trying to like dig through. I'll tell you guys a little bit about this specific shirt. So it's a blue flan, blue and white flannel shirt from American Eagle that I bought him for his 17th birthday, along with some other things like clothes, other clothes. But I remember this birthday because I was living in New York City and um, he was living at home in California with my parents because he was still in high school and I, I couldn't go home that year. That was a thing. So I bought him these clothes and I sent it to him like via mail, which is the thing I sometimes did. I, I didn't always go home uh, for the holidays because it's a long trip. You know, if I did Thanksgiving, I'm, I wouldn't do Christmas or if I usually I wouldn't do Thanksgiving and then I would do Christmas because they were close together. And this specific year, just there was a lot going on. I won't get into all of it. Obviously, there was a lot going on. You can imagine. But um, I had planned to go home for Christmas. And I definitely, so then I definitely didn't go home for Thanksgiving or his birthday. Um, And um, uh, at some point, at at some point, I, I was really stressed and struggling with money and, and life and emotions that I I ended up canceling going home for Christmas as well because I couldn't afford it. And I um, picked up a production job in the city during that time. And I had plans to go to Taiwan um, between Christmas and New Year's. So in my mind, I was like, you know what, I'm going to see most of my family there and it's fine. So I... I um, I'm thinking about all this and it is making me sad. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little choked up. But again, not unrelated <laughs> to the shirt. But when I look at this shirt, it kind of reminds me of all this um, because it was all sort of around the same time. And his birthday kind of led into Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. And he was really upset that I couldn't come home. And um, I think I held on to a lot of guilt. Anyways, all of which I have done a lot of work on myself um and tried to work through but that being said I remember buying this shirt I went to the American Eagle in Union Square I don't know if it's still there but I used to be an RA right on that corner so I knew that area very well um you know high school boy I was like he'll like this um and he did I was right here's the thing I gave him that stuff he opened it early and sent me a text I was so happy he was like why you bought me stoner clothes and I was like what do you mean do you not like he's like I love it I guess he called them stoner clothes look I don't know what was cool in high school in 2014 but I guess that was his way of saying he liked it and it made him feel and look cool so I'm not trying to say that I'm great at getting gifts um but I will say that I also bought him a red and gray pullover hoodie in that same batch of clothes that I sent him for his birthday um and that was the last thing I saw him in on the night that he died and I know that sounds really sad um but here's the thing look this is how great I am at getting gifts uh he could have picked any outfit to wear for his last outfit and he picked the shirt I gave him uh so (laughs) okay yeah anyways and so that shirt what happened to that shirt well that one went with him um literally that's the one that we you know when you like send someone off into the what are those machines called where you have to like cremate them, the crematorium, whatever. Anyways, 
they're there you can pick their outfits so anyways i think he was wearing that i i don't remember but anyways that one's gone that one's gone and uh so i don't have that one um but i do i do have this blue flannel and this blue flannel the more i talk about it I've never said this out loud, actually. So I've thought this many times because I look at that flannel sometimes and I'm like, it's time for new clothes or I've worn that a lot. But then I'm like, well, it's not just any flannel. It's my brother's flannel that I gave him. Technically, the shirt I bought for myself, if you really think about it, that he probably borrowed for three months. Like, really, that makes more sense, right? It's, you can change a narrative and it's just another shirt. But I have a really hard time with that one. Um, so even as... So anyways... I've thought this in my head when I look at it. That's partly why I wanted to do this as the confession because it's something I think I have thought uh, but never said out loud. And as I've thought it, I've thought this is really something I should actually try to deal with and work through instead of just letting it sit there um, in the back of my head. Um, Because I know there's a lesson. There's a lesson that I am supposed to learn here. And the lesson is to let go. Because... It's a material thing, right? I'm not, it's the same lesson that I learned in 2012 with my therapist at that time. Just a different version. It's, it's that I've hang on to these material items and I put so much significance in them and they remind me of times and people and memories and, and then I like look at them and then they make me sad. But for some reason, like the logical thing to do is to get rid of an object that makes you sad. But instead I hang on to it and I'm like, I just feel all these things and there's no spirit in these objects that's not how objects work there's no essence there's no lingering scent or memory you know what I mean like the memories exist without the objects that's the lesson that I'm supposed to learn and as I say it a lot I'm like oh I know it's true but I don't really know if I believe it just yet I don't that's very honest of me to say because I think um I think I'm supposed to believe that. I'm supposed to trust that my brain (laughs) contains all of the memories that I like and that I want to hang on to, that I want to keep, and that my brain will do a good enough job of keeping those memories safe. And I can pull them up whenever I want. But I have these little objects that are almost like tokens that I... um, hold and then they're like a reminder that like as long as you have this object you won't forget the specific memory or the specific person or the specific feeling and I think I need to find a way to transfer that feeling into just like the cloud (laughs) the cloud of my brain you know what I mean like I'm terrified of losing my memory but here's the thing if you lose your memory it's gone fuck it it's gone it's fucking gone and you're not gonna miss it but that terrifies me So instead, I hoard clothes now because I can't hoard objects anymore because that would mean I wasted all that time and money on therapy in 2012. So I don't really hoard objects, but apparently I do hoard clothes. Um, And even as I'm saying this to you right now, this very moment, I know that I physically cannot throw that flannel away. I just can't. I can't do it. I physically cannot do it. And I don't want to, but I do know that I probably at some point should. I probably should move on. And that's the healthy thing to do is to, you know, not have ties or attachment to things like that because you start projecting. You start projecting like fears that you're not dealing with, right? The fear. I don't know what I'm fearing with this. Maybe the fear that I'm not 
gonna like that I'm not enough or that I can't um stop someone from leaving me or you know maybe there's that maybe it's just me wanting to hang on and think that like trick myself into being like well a part of this person is still here um and that I I would say probably does apply to the other stories I told too not just my brother but it's definitely much stronger with my brother I think but um with these uh these men these past relationships I would say that definitely applies hanging on to objects um as a way to to feel like I didn't lose them completely or I didn't lose the thing or that I I they still have you know there's still a piece that they can't take away from me when the reality is like that's how relationships are honey like you like it's not a relationship if you're chasing someone and they walk away from you um it's time to let go and so I can see that now when it comes to relationships with those jackets and stuff like I can see how ridiculous it is to sleep with a hoodie for months um from a guy who never asked you to be his girlfriend or exclusive and you know dated you for three months I can see why that is ridiculous but at the time I think it just felt like safe it felt secure it was like oh my god I may have had a breakthrough guys tell me what you think of this theory um I had a baby blanket growing up like a legitimate baby blanket one that I was like swaddled in came home with me from the hospital I had a very silly name for it I actually think I may have mentioned this in the um Elise Morales episode but I never made this connection I called it boo boo which is <laughs> like blanky in Chinese and um I slept with that thing to to the point where it was like shredded up like shredded and thin and I had that until I was fucking 17 years old in high school that thing was in my bed all the time um when I went to college I left it at home because I was like bitch you cannot so quit cold turkey but I just made this connection just now tell me if you guys think this is true or if you, you've had any similar experiences or anything I don't know do any therapists listen to this probably not I bet I infuriate you if you are um when I was just describing like sleeping with that hoodie and it, how it made me feel safe that was the feeling I got with the blanket so maybe these clothing items not only represented these people that I was seeking safety from they represented the safety itself whoa I just blew my own mind um I'm almost at the end of this I I do want to like end on a like a lighter note of um of hope because I know you just heard me say I have a problem and that I don't want to fix it which isn't true it's just that I physically am not at a place now where I can, but I think the first step to recognize or fixing something is recognizing its problem. Um, so here's a hopeful thing that happened recently. Um, I re- recently went through my closet with my friend from college and cleared out almost two thirds of it, like straight up did an overhaul. I was like, I have stuff from so long ago. I had a dress that I bought in high school, like a like a from Nordstrom like BP the teen section of Nordstrom that I just like never got rid of and I didn't I stopped wearing it but it's still there and I'm like well I can't get rid of it now it was such a, it used to be my favorite dress so my friend um actually the same friend from the boot story from the fashion girl all the way from um, the beginning of this podcast if you guys can believe it we're still friends she actually very recently um facetimed me and we went through my closet one item at a time and she just told me like gave me really great advice really great advice to be like keep that don't keep that do you like help me get rid of shit 
to the point where now I have a very, very like sparse clean closet that I love. Um, that's also why I've been basically been wearing the same shirts all the time, but I don't mind because I like these shirts and I wash them. And so it's fine to be wearing the same things. I can buy new clothes and throw those old ones away. Um, literally I have three bags full of clothes that we got rid of. Um, what she said was to keep it in storage for like a month or so. And that way, if you really do miss something, you can take it back out. But if you don't miss anything, you can donate it at the end of the season. So guess what, bitches? I haven't missed a single item. Everything's in bags. I will probably be donating them very soon. So this, that will be the end of my closet cleaning saga. Um, but I do think, like I said, I have this connection with clothes. That was really quite stressful for me to do and having a good friend support me and help me even though it just was disguised as a surface level like fashion makeover moment I was like I need a new look I really need to like pull my closet together and she helped me I think it's kind of cleared the cobwebs away of my emotional connection to some of the clothes I have um but you know I gosh there's just I know I'll be fine if I move on by getting rid of this flannel like I know I will be like I'm not gonna like I mean, I will cry because I cry all the time about him, but like I won't cry specifically for this flannel. Like I won't. But there's just something so comforting to me about a short, a shirt, a shirt. Ugh, can't even talk. It's so comforting to me to like have a shirt that someone I loved wore. You know what I mean? It's like, I think it's what I want people to be in my life. Like I want people to make me feel safe and warm and held. Like, that's what I look for when I look for, like, that feeling of, like, connection and warmth. Like, maybe I don't want a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a mom or a dad or a son. Maybe I just want a nice coat. Maybe that's what I need. Anyways, um, that was the confession. Thank you guys so much for listening. I know that there's many more lessons to learn in my life ahead. So um, I will continue learning them. Thanks for being on this journey with me, guys. Uh, love you guys so much. Happy birthday to me and to my twin sister. Guess what? Secret surprise. My twin sister is going to be on an episode this week on our actual birthday on Friday. So um, it's a double episode week. Stay tuned for that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Love you guys. Uh, yeah, let me know what you guys think. All right. Goodbye. Passer en ta compagnie sur de jolies choses passées, usées pour la vie.